0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Brown Boy Sports Take. This is your host Pranav Menon. I'm joined by my incredible co-host Kian Barwani, and today we got an awesome episode of Fan Talks. Today, our fan today we got Chris Polk. He's a uh, fellow Texas A&M Aggie. He's also a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. So in this episode, we're gonna you know discuss the state of America's football team Dallas Cowboys, which is you know it, to say the least, like to put it nicely their situation is pretty it's, it's pretty messed up right now for various injuries you know coaching issues you know locker room issues amongst a lot of things so we're, we want to get we're going to get into into the you know the like the grits and grind of it from a fellow's cowboy fan himself who probably feels the emotions strong with anyone so without further ado what's up chris thanks for joining us man
1: hey what's up y'all uh hey man first off thank y'all for having me you know it's a pleasure being on here talking with y'all you know conversating discussing some football because i know it's always a hot topic out here you know i know especially out in cali it's always a hot topic you know y'all got a good team but y'all ain't got no team like the cowboys out there so i'm just ready to get down to it
2: yeah i mean again uh la we're not big on football i know texas is but uh right now both texas football teams ain't doing so great um and there's <laughs> probably only good one good uh football team in uh, texas which is the a&m aggie so, we'll out, so get em, baby. But are um, yeah, Chris, how about them boys, man? What, what's up? Like, you know, how are you feeling? You know, y'all play the Steelers next week. But, like, you just – what are the emotions, man? Like, just explain, you know, from a diehard, uh, you know, Cowboys fan, what you're going through right now.
1: Man, you know what? I think, you know, it, we accepted it. it's like the year tank. It's the year to just tank and you try and get that first pick. Oh, you know, even the first pick, the earliest pick. And you know what? Even though the record is ugly and even though the whole division is ugly, Man, with injuries, the O-line going down. We got, three, got a quarterback down. Three O-linemen are down. Defense is looking like absolute trash uh, outside of last night. But literally, man, I think there are some bright spots out there. You know, we even won two games, bro. But, like, them two games look even kind of ugly. But, you know, I think there are some bright spots. You know, Danucci. everybody was hating on him. He fumbled the ball a lot. You know, he threw some ugly passes. But it was his first time playing, bro. He played all right in my, in my book. Personally, I blame this season on uh, just coaching, bro. Literally, I've never seen the Cowboys team blame coaching. I've never seen that before. I've seen them blame uh, Jerry. I've seen them blame each other, T.O., Tony, Romo, like all of that. But, like, I ain't never seen them blame the whole coaching staff, calling out coaches, saying they not preparing us, saying, you know, we don't connect with them. Like, bro, that likes, that's, no, that's nothing you hear on a good team. But, you know, bright spots, you know, I think, honestly, the linebackers are playing out of their minds. Like, out of their minds, honestly. Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, Vendor Eschman, they are playing like they should have been two, three years ago. Because, dude, like, we know they can ball. But, dude, this team is just – they're learning the ropes. Trayvon Diggs is out there in the backfield on defense making plays. got two picks this year. But they got to step it up. And overall, bro, like, the thing is people missing, we can still win this thing. That's what y'all mean. We can still win this thing. We're not out of it yet. This division, hey, they're keeping it in. Uh,
0: this you, division bro.
1: is horrible, uh, but like,
0: I got to ask, who the hell are these guys they are picking up off the street? Like, now they're about to start some guy named Cooper Rush. I'm like, who are these guys? Like, I've never heard of these guys. Like, I saw this ad on Facebook or Google the other day, like, last week, and they're like, if you have a Cowboys jersey, Come to Jerry World. Yes, just, we're, sir. play out people for the Cowboys. I'm like, damn, they really be desperate out here.
1: Uh-huh. I'm telling you, hey I, am, hey, I got my cleats, my glove, my sleeve, my helmet. I'm ready. I'm Jerry telling me to strap up. I'm strapping up. I'm going out there. Hey, us Cowboy oh. fans, delusional, annoying. Hey, but we ready to die for our team out there, man. I'm telling you, hey, and that schedule the rest of the way is looking real nice, too.
0: That's all I got to say. But do you really realistically think like the NFC East is is the worst division? You can take yeah. the worst team in a lot of divisions and they will be first place in that horrible NFC East. Like and also, so the biggest issue if you look at the Cowboys, their pass defense actually isn't horrible. But if you look at their run defense, they're mm-hmm. at the they're they're worst in the league. They're the yeah. without question. And they allow the most points per game. So their pass defense, you would think when they lost Byron Jones, right? He's off, he's gone, he was their number one corner. Uh what do you think is amazing? main you, issue? You guys, you guys are paying a lot of guys on that team. You guys are paying um, Jalen Smith and yeah. – uh, what's his name? Demarcus Lawrence top-of-the-market money. But they're not giving you top-of-the-market production. Like, what is it? Like, are, is, is money just being wasted? Why, why is the run defense so bad? And, like, why are you guys allowing so many teams, like the New York Giants, to drop as many points as they did when they played y'all? The as the Browns. Well, do have a good offense, but, like, you know, they dropped six points last game. Like, how come they dropped six points versus the Raiders, but they dropped 49 Mm -hmm. points versus the Cowboys, like, and you dropped 38 versus the Cardinals. Uh, Washington, you made Washington football team look like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, what's up with the defense? Like, the offense – obviously, the offense sucks now because Dak is gone, but, like, what is up with the defense? Like, I don't get what's – the defense has got some dogs on that team.
1: Yeah. Man, you point out, you know, what's the biggest problem? You know, I think everybody's going to say the defense, they let points, they let yards, they let a whole bunch of touchdowns, they don't get turnovers. And the thing is, bro, like, with turnovers, we've never been able to get turnovers before. For me, it's two problems, two main problems. The defense is the first problem. They're not consistent. They don't look like they want to play, and they don't play the entire game. The second problem we have is injuries on the offensive line. You missed three offensive lines last week, you know, we got two of them that just – they gonna miss a, one's missing the whole year, another one's missing several weeks, another one's just week to week every single week, and he's out again coming this upcoming week against the Steelers. But, you know, we just need consistency there, and the guys we put up there, they're just not getting the job done. But, you know, what can you do when you're starting a guy that's starting his first, his first game, and it looks like he's going to start again, maybe Gilbert will start, but, you know, you go to the defense, bro. You know, you look at this, and you say Jalen Smith is playing unbelievable out of line, 82 tackles. 44 solo tackles and he's got half sack and a couple pass deflections. The linebackers have been playing a phenomenal. And I give him an eight. Honestly. The problem is the defense defensive line, I think. You know, you when we looked at that earlier week when you could have looked on paper and said, bro, we had Dante Poe, Everson Griffin. You know, Alden Smith was gonna play for us too. Like Demarcus Lawrence, and you looking at that, you're like, dude, they gotta get at least five sacks each. Some of them getting eight or nine sacks. And bro, they have been terrible. Absolutely terrible. You know, we don't even have two of those guys on our team anymore. I thought we got rid of Everson Emerson Griffin. I said, why? I mean, the guy's putting up production. He's got 20 tackles, bro. He's got 18 solo tackles. Like, he's got two and a half sacks. I'm like, why are we getting rid of this guy? We're getting rid of Don Terry Poe. Like, he's putting up pressures. He's got, he led the team in passing pressures. I don't know why we got rid of him. And then, you know, honestly, I don't even want to get to the backfield. You know, there's a reason why we caught Worley. There's a reason why we're starting the rookie back there. They're just inexperienced. They're young. We accepted that. We went into the season with that mindset. And we said, as long as offense can score points, you know, we're going to take care of it. We lost three of our linemen. We can't score points anymore because we lost a quarterback, too. So, you know, injuries, defense, defensive linemen, and the defensive backs are just atrocious. The defensive backs played amazing this last week. You know, uh, Xavier Woods at AM and played out of his mind last week. Um, also, Travon Diggs. Played out of his mind last week. And Leighton has played completely out of his mind. And it was great to see Sean Lee come back and get a couple tackles. I think he only played 24 snaps. But it was great to see him. But, dude, literally, we get healthy on offensive line, which I, I don't think we'll get fully healthy. And we get this defense to be average. I'm not even asking them to be good. Just be average. And I think we have a shot to win at least seven games and win the division.
2: Well, we'll see. The issue is, you know, the Cowboys are in the worst division. They lost mm. against the Eagles. You're going to play the Steelers coming up. They're undefeated. It ain't looking that great. But, um, Chris, let, let's say hypothetically, Jerry Jones got your phone number, gives you a call. He said, Pope, you know what, man? I'm going to let you be GM for the day. Yeah. What would you do? Signing, trades, you know, firings. You have full control of the Cowboys organization for a day. What would you do?
1: What I do, the first thing I do is I go get me a defensive back, bro. Jonathan Joseph was released a couple hours ago by the Tennessee Titans. He's 35 years old. He's super experienced playing with the Titans. I mean Titans, playing with the Texans. And I think honestly, bro, like you just bring in a guy that can help everybody, help Jordan Lewis, help CJ Goodwin, help Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs, bro. And just tell them, like, hey guys, look for this. Look, when you see this, go here go there. Just look for somebody in experience. You I'm going through our depth chart right now. And out of our safeties, out of our cornerbacks, uh, the guy that's been the lead the longest is four years, and he has three appearances as, as a starter. So I would go get Jonathan Joseph right now. You don't got to play him a whole bunch, and you know that's not a that's not a bold, that's not a loud pick or a signing. But bro, like you just need help back there. Somebody just be like, guys, I'm gonna give y'all some guidance because I'm looking everywhere else. The D line got the talent. I'm looking at on the on the depth chart, you know. Jalen Smith, the linebackers are perfect. They're helping everybody out. The D-line can get, can get right. Offense, bro, we're good. Offense, we're good. We understand we don't have a quarterback. We understand we don't have linemen right now. That's fine. We'll get them back next year. We're not going to do anything this year. We have accepted that. We just got to keep moving on and see progression on the defense.
0: Speaking of coaching, man, um, so th- noticeably every staff, for the most part, the Cowboys are down. They're just mm-hmm. not playing as well, and you know everyone attributes, you know, Jason Garrett is always you know, doing always good at slapping people's butts, giving high fives. But Mike McCarthy so far looks way worse, and there's been reports uh, that like the Cowboys players are literally saying our coaches aren't good at their jobs. They have no control over that locker room. And even as much as you know whatever the questions were with Jason Garrett, I'd never really heard too many locker room issues like this, especially this immediately within like a, a few weeks into their first season. Do you think this Mike McCarthy experiment lasts longer than a season? And if it doesn't, who do you – in a perfect world, I know Keon kind of asks this, who do you want to coach this Cowboys? Who do you think would unlock the potential, get him over the hump, you know, as that team that consistently underperforms on a year-to-year basis? Um, um, I
2: mean, on a, oh, for, for my coaching, I think they need to get, like, someone else other than Mike McCarthy. I don't know why. Like, I would get a college mm-hmm. football coach in my opinion.
1: But yeah. that's my opinion. I really like that too, man. And honestly, bro, like, I was kind of behind the go-getting Matt Rule as a coach, bro. Like, he was already in the area. He had a great, great offensive mind. And, you know, it's showing with Carolina right now what he's able to do out there. You know, their record's not the best, but still, you know, they're putting up points with a whole bunch of guys that hadn't played together. And, you know, you speak about coaching, bro, and it's huge because all of us came into this year, we're like, dude, we got a solid coach. He's got experience. He got a Super Bowl ring. He knows how to win. And it's like, dude, like, you're right. He doesn't. You know, he's not giving high fives. He's not dapping anybody up. Jason Garrett, when we scored, he was out there five, 10 yards on the field. He was giving high fives, slapping people on the bus, man. And, like, you know, everybody was like, he's a clapper. You know, he, he never really says anything in prep conferences. But, dude, he was always on the field. And you're right. We never heard issues in locker room. And it's crazy. Like, you know, when he got signed by McCarthy, they got rid of eight coaches. Okay, you know, they kept Mike Nolan. And it's like, okay, well, maybe they got a plan. They have no plan. Players are upset. We're upset. And it's like, honestly, I feel like we should go get a college coach because like I feel like we need to go get somebody that has no no experience right now. So other coaches can collectively help. And you know, he can bring in who he wants to bring in. Cause clearly this group is not it. Mike Nolan's gonna be gone at the end of the season. He knows that. And he's coaching for his life right now. Mike McCarthy, I think he'll be there next year. Honestly. But I think it will de- definitely be a new defensive coordinator. It will definitely be a new defensive backs coach. And it will definitely be a defensive line coach. That will be new in there, too. I can't give you a name right now who I really want to coach the team. Because deep down, if I really gave you a name of anybody I want to coach that team, I'd say Jimmy Johnson. Like, I'm telling you, Jimmy Johnson will get in your face. Jimmy Johnson will be, like, directly. And he will tell you exactly what he needs from you and tell you how to do it. And he's not going to play no games with you. And he's going to congratulate you when you do it well. And I think that's what we need, but you know, you know, uh, players nowadays—it's kind of soft. You know, players just, soft. Yeah, but it's just—I don't know, man. It's, its its a problem, dude. We got—I think a college coach is better for us, and a lot of people are gonna say Lincoln Riley, and I don't think Lincoln Riley is the issue, or the, pro, the problem solver. But I think a college coach will be better for us, man. Because I don't think—I don't think there's a lot of names out there that's really gonna help us this year, honestly.
2: Yeah, I don't think NFL has great – I mean, you all can get, like, an assistant coach or defensive coach, mm-hmm. but I think, I think college coaches are the ones who are, you know, wanting to move on to the NFL. I remember um, the Seahawks coach – banging on the name. But he was coaching USC, and then he went to the Seahawks. Oh, Pete um, care? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, you have those types of uh, coaches. But, again, you you know, <clears throat> we don't know because they signed a, a couple-year deal with the uh, Mike McCarty, so it's going to be a little – uh, issue with that, but for the future, I mean, Dak's up for his, uh, you know, contract. Yeah. You know, he's obviously, he hurt he his ankle. I, I think he'll be fine, but clearly shows y'all need, y'all do need Dak. Yeah. Um. So, are you going to pay him? Are you going to, what are you going to do? Like, what is your him. opinion?
1: I'm paying him. You have to pay him. You have to pay him before somebody else comes in and, and pays him, because then 49ers going to be trying to pay him. You know, the Bears are going to be trying to pay him. But you know, Cowboys get first dibs at, at, the, at the cookie jar, and I mean, they got to throw everything in there. Two hands going in. I think you know he's asked for what last year he asked for forty million, right? And the Cowboys offered him thirty. He denied that. I see why he denied it, man. He should have at least got thirty-five. If I'm paying Dak right now, he played out of his mind, bro, out of his mind last year. You know, he's still leading our team in passing yards, over a thousand passing yards. Actually, eighteen hundred passing yards right now. What I'm saying, and. Realistically, I think you give him like a seven-year contract about 38 to 40 to about 45 million a year, plus some to send him to MVP, Super Bowls and all that. Because, dude, he looks phenomenal. And, you know, the thing is, he looks so good this year. We ain't, we ain't been talking about Zeke all year. In all these games, all year, have we talked about Zeke at all? This guy's got 521 rushing yards this year. He's felt non-existent. Uh, based off a lot of people on fantasy teams, a lot of people just talking about ESPN. We don't talk about Zeke no more. You know, I understand, like, t- defenses are zoning in on him, but we do not speak about him from a receiving game, running game. He don't look good. Tony Pollard looked amazing, his backup. But you got to pay that, bro. He's, he's been throwing balls, like, all over the field. So, like, it's been looking like darts flying across the field. And this guy is literally – I think he's a real deal. You know, last year he looked great. Uh, he wanted more money than we thought he was worth, but now we're seeing what we need him for, man. $40 million is not looking that bad this year, especially seeing Deshaun go get uh, – Deshaun Watson got – I think he got about 33 35 you know. I think that's better than him. So I think, yeah, 38 is realistic. I think you give it to him. You have to pay him. There's
0: no other route. You have to pay him. No, for sure. I think uh, Deshaun Watson got a four-year $160 million deal. But, yeah, no, it's funny that you bring up, you know, Zeke, you're right. You know, Zeke in his career so far is the lowest rush – yards per rush that he's ever had. No one's really talking about him. As, you know, running back is just – I, I hate to admit it. It's just not that – you know, it's a position you just don't want to pay too much. Obviously, Jerry Jones has got deep pockets, and I hope he exercises those pockets and gives Dak what he's worth. They owe it to Dak, man. Like, he went out there, risked his, like, you know, um, you know, his financial – because he didn't, he didn't have a long-term. He had a franchise tag. And, you know, you saw what happened with Earl Thomas. You know, when he got injured, he literally flipped off. You know, Dak's not that type of guy. He's a, the bigger than the what he does on the field. To me, the impressed me more about Dak Prescott, arguably the best leader of any, in, the, in the NFL. Like, maybe you can – there's a few other guys. Obviously, Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees, a few guys that are, you know, been the veterans in the league. But, like, what an incredible leader. What an incredible human being, man. Like, I have a huge – I don't like the Cowboys. And I have never been, like, quiet about that. But I love Dak Prescott. And that doesn't happen usually. I usually hate – starting with the quarterback. I didn't like Tony Romo, but, like, you know, I have a lot of respect for Dak. So, quick question before we kind of wrap things up. All right. So, you did say earlier on you think the Cowboys still have a chance. This, this NFC East is extremely, extremely volatile. Anything can happen. They're, they're still right behind the Eagles. It's nothing, it's nothing crazy. Um, give me realistically. About halfway through the season, halfway the season left, what do you think the Cowboys end their record with, and do they win the NFC East? What happens, especially given the quarterback situation? Now Andy Dalton has COVID. What do you think realistically? What's the record for the Cowboys? What's the final uh, judgment?
1: Well, looking at schedule, man, it's not too bad. We play two teams that are right now over 500. So, and both of those are the Steelers and the Ravens. Nobody else is over 500. And I think we got, like, two wins. I think we finished with three. I think Realistically, I think we finished with three. Depending, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be great coming back. I think he's going to probably win one. I think they might beat the Giants in week 17. I think that's about it. But because this season's a wrap, I think right now you tank for that earliest pick that you can get. You let like Danucci play it out, in my book, and just let him get some, in Madden, turn some XP real quick and just let him, you know, build himself up from there and then bring back next year. But uh, no, I don't think we win the division. I don't think we're even close to winning the division. And I think a lot of our fans have kind of accepted that. It's just like, it's over. You know, you can't run the ball. We can barely pass the ball. And anytime time we try and do either one, we fumble or we throw a pick. So it's fine. Defense looks phenomenal for some reason last week. And, you know, hopefully they keep playing good. But it's over. It's a wrap. Three, uh, three and um, 13 is totally fine with me. Uh, as long as some players look good. And I think, honestly, to be honest with you, bro, I think the Giants come out and win this division. And I really mean that. You know, the thing is, they – don't have the prettiest record. Nobody in that division has the prettiest record, but they had They're the only team out there that looks that has looked like they at least play complete games against everybody. They haven't got blown out. You know they played the Buccaneers really well this past week. They played the uh, the Rams extremely well out in SoFi Stadium and extremely almost beat them. I think it was ten to nine. It went down to like the last couple minutes in the game. So I mean the Giants, bro. I think they got this division. I think they honestly go about seven and nine, and I think they just beat a whole bunch of divisional teams, and that's about it. Cowboys are done, and I think we've accepted that. And we we're proud about that. You know, we tried and we failed, but you know, we we said too many Super Bowls for thirty years by now. So. Hey,
2: hey, at least you're the realistic Cowboys fan. I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: um, you have to be real because you know, it's, it's some annoying Cowboy fans out there. Man. Hey,
2: that is very true. <laughs> I think y'all the Rockets of the of the football oh, NFL, yeah. in my opinion, but. Yeah. Um, We'll we'll see, but uh, yeah, Pranav, uh, anything else to to say? Yeah,
0: no. Um, I'll be damned if the Giants win. It's it's a, Danny Dimes time is done. Like he has like 34 turnovers since he joined the league, which is the second most ever Man. in a span history behind the Chargers legend, freaking Ryan Leaf. <laughs> anyway, oh, wow. um, yeah, but definitely if they do end up three and thirteen. They'll be in due for a high draft pick, and we'd love to bring you on again to discuss what you know what the Cowboys end up doing. But you know, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us for this episode. Um, by the way, y'all should check out Chris if you want to give it like a quick spiel. He's got an awesome fitness page. It's a growing fitness page, especially down quarantine. Everyone's getting the COVID nineteen, uh, you know, the nineteen pounds. So it's good to stay healthy. He gives a bunch of good exercises that you could do, you know, at the comfort of your own home. With very minimal equipment and i've been i've been using it a lot of times he's giving me good advice so you want to sh- give a shout out the username
1: yeah y'all go on instagram you know poke underscore fitness p-o-l-k underscore fitness on instagram and check me out you know reach out to me you got any uh questions you got anything any workouts you may be looking for during quarantine hit me up and i got you
0: so yeah yeah we'll tag you uh, we'll tag your account in the post but, yeah, we're now live on Apple and Spotify. Check us out there. If you want to join us for our fan talks like Chris did, I'd love to talk about awesome topics. Send us a direct message, Brown Boys Undercore Sports Take, or you can message either myself or Keon or Parsa. But this is Brown Boys Sports Take. Check it out.